much more like us. Going forward, we look really dangerous. Um, we've come away from home and got the three important points. That's the main thing. I think the players still put in uh, good work rate and good work ethic. And yeah, sometimes the games like that, they can sort of peter out. But we're still going for it right the end. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808-1717-700. So Rangers back on the goals in Dingwall yesterday. 4-2 win. Celtic 6-0 on Saturday. This time the victims were St Mirren. But it's the east of Scotland, remarkably, sitting at the top of the table. Yet yeah, I know there's only three games so far, but Hibs, Aberdeen and Hearts all on seven points. Barry, that's most unusual to have the, the, the east at the top of the table. Yeah, as, as you just mentioned there, Paul, it's, it's only three games into the season. But normally you see Rangers or Celtic sitting at the top. But listen, that's great for the league. The three teams that you mentioned have a, a real good start to the season. Um, but I think as the weeks go on, you'll start to see both Rangers and Celtic go near the top of that league calm down Glasgow in the west that's what you're saying it's either going to be Rangers or Celtic we're not changing uh, opinions of who is going to win the title Mark the attention will turn quickly to Europe four of them in action this week we'll talk about that and then this coming Sunday it's uh, we're not calling it judgement day but it's high noon 12 o'clock Rangers against Celtic yeah it's a belter it's a game that everybody looks for on the fixture list Um, Paul it's at Ibrox on Sunday Um, it'll be game number four of the league campaign but before that, as you say, we've got big European games on Thursday night, four clubs in Europe, including Celtic um, and Rangers, both away from home. And um, you know, there can be a bearing on how Thursday night goes for both clubs going into to Sunday. But um, full house at Ibrox, 50,000 people, all Rangers supporters inside the stadium. It's going to be tasty, Paul. Well, we're all football supporters here. We love the beautiful game here in Go Radio, but we abhor any racist, bigoted or offensive behaviour in any of its forms. And we were all appalled yesterday to see the video that came out from a number of Rangers fans on the bus on the way to a game and uh, abusing uh, Furuhashi, who has lit up the game here and he plays with a smile on his face. And Scotland's so welcoming. We've talked about how we should treat each other. Uh, But Mark, Rangers have moved very quickly and Barry too. Rangers confirmed in the last hour an investigation is now complete in regard to the video circulating on social media. The individuals involved have been identified and will be banned indefinitely from all Rangers games. Barry, that has to be welcome. The club have moved quickly. Yeah, you've got to congratulate Rangers on moving very quickly. If they let this go on a number of days, um, then that would be be worrying. But Rangers have dealt with it in a proper manner. They've banned the the people who sang the disgraceful songs towards uh, Kyogo. So Rangers have done things properly. Uh, and that that should be over now. And I know you can't stand all that, you know, bigotry, yeah, racism. You know, the players, the players don't want to hear I mean, this. No, they they don't. But my worry is, is this ever going to disappear from the game? I, I would love to think it it would, but I very much doubt it. And of course, the supporters of all clubs stood up uh, with Glenn Kamara, quite rightly, with that terrible incident with Cudella in the game a few months ago. But here's racist uh, abuse. It's only a few people on the bus, and I see one of the guys is immediately... Uh, he stood down from it. The club have acted quickly, but people need to learn. Why would we be like this with each other? And I think it's great, Barry, that we all, you know, we want to condemn it. And hopefully these people um, will see the errors of their way. Yeah, and I'd seen... Uh, the guy at the, the Rangers Supporters Club um, had uh, has left them 
uh, which fair play to him for yep. standing up and, and um, doing that but I, I just hate to see it Paul it's something that I, I'm afraid is rife in the game and it shouldn't be rife in the game um, and as I said Rangers have done the correct thing dealing with it as soon as possible and they've come out and obviously released this statement and now that should be put to bed and Mark, it, it happens in so many, too often, doesn't it, in society? Uh, you know, all clubs, all areas of life, but it, it shouldn't. And we should be more tolerant. Look what everyone's come through, 18 months of the pandemic, and yeah. let's be kinder to people. Um, we're a football programme, we want to get on with the football. But, th- I mean, there's a guy who has brought so much pleasure. Now, whether or not he has or whether he was hopeless, he, he looks to be a wonderful talent. But it's embarrassing, isn't it, that we are, y- people used his uh, nationality, he's Japanese, with a, a horrible slur. Um, we need to cut it out. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't re- reflect well on Scotland um, as a nation where what happened on the, the, the Rangers supporters bus. Something to do that. You know, here's a guy who's coming in who's, you know, whether you, you support Celtic or you support Rangers, whatever, if you just t- take him as a person, as a human being, he's a very talented human being. He's very good at what he does. And, he, OK, he's lit up Celtic, but he's also been an asset to the country, to, to the game um, in general. And for that to happen... Uh, the other day it was totally unacceptable but swift action taken by Rangers right from the very top they've not messed about and uh, it's a clear message to the Rangers supporters that that you know are thinking about stepping out of line don't do it it's not necessary and as Barry says Barry's captain Rangers captain Rangers to, to trebles he's played in countless European games old firm derbies players are not interested in that no. Paul they are not interested in you know, if you think it's been big or you're trying to curry flavour whatever it may be it ain't working move on from it it's not acceptable anymore and you've just heard it from a former Rangers captain there. he doesn't like it nobody likes it on either side if anything like that goes on just just don't do it support your team back your team to the hill 100% go to as many games as you can but concentrate on the football you know sing songs that are about the football you know there's a good song book at Rangers you know they've got some great songs so use them sing the right songs and all the different things that, that, that go with it and support first and foremost support your team in the right way yep and Rangers have as we just mentioned there they've sent a clear message MD steps out of line they'll be banned in the future Unequivocal. Well done, Rangers today. Come straight yep. out and did it, and that's what we need. They've a, a songbook. Mark, are you going to give us some songs? Are, are we doing some of the songs from the teams here? <laughs> the Tina Turner tribute. I know, because <laughs> we're not trying to get on a platform or a pool. But come on, let's just be fair with each other. We sit here all the time about everything, yeah. whatever it is. Get a grip because we love the team, football. Do it in exactly. the right way. And look yeah. what we've got to look forward to. And look at the weekend. We're awash with goals. There's so much to talk about. Um, well, look at it. Started Saturday afternoon. Celtic six 0 David Turnbull's first hat trick. For Rangers yesterday, 4-2. Is that good enough? We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard in a moment or two, but it's uh, four goals. Yeah, they lost a couple. Nathan Patterson, what is happening there? £5 million, if that's true, from Everton. Barry, your reaction to uh, that paltry amount, that's that's small change for them, isn't it? Yeah, look, I, I think there would be a lot of noise made if, if Nathan Patterson was allowed to leave Rangers, but that sum of money, £5 million, um, I, I don't care what anybody says. Rangers wouldn't entertain it. I think he's a lot uh, worth, sorry, a lot more than that. Um, and I would love to see him stay, but the the problem is, is he going to get a lot of game time? I've spoke about this, about his development as a footballer. Um, I think he's a fantastic young talent. I think he's a future Rangers right back. Um, he, the only problem he's got just now is the captain is playing in his position, who over the, the course of last season... Um, 
his form is fantastic uh, and he's a future right Scotland right back as well Nathan Patterson um, but I honestly believe that Rangers would not entertain a bid of £5 million Mark I'll bring you in a second or two let's hear what the manager said about the bid as it emerged yesterday not, not to my knowledge well I'm sure the right person will tell me if that's the case and there's truth in it you know I hear a lot of noise a lot of rumours a lot of talk about a lot of our players but the only people I listen to in, in this situation is Ross Wilson and the board if any bids land and they're respectable um, then we'll discuss them Mark you've been a journalist for many many years we always start to think what is going on here the transfer window's got 8 days 5 hours 48 minutes to go is there something in the background on this? Well, you'd imagine the talent that Nathan Patterson has, Paul, and the, the potential that's in his locker. Uh, you wouldn't be surprised if there's interest in him. But I agree, five million pounds, you know, doesn't touch the sides in terms of what he could be. But one thing, if you look at Everton and assess them, Seamus Coleman is, is a man at right back now. He's been brilliant for you know more than a decade, I think, Everton. But he's not going to be a long-term answer um, there. I don't think there's a, a real challenger in the right back role. Now, the thing for for Rangers could be as we're talking about as much as he's such a, a talent he's not guaranteed a game mm-hmm. at Rangers it, it looks pretty clear at the moment that James Tavernier is the first choice right back and he's a captain so there's, there's a couple of things has Nathan Patterson had his head turned he's, it was in terms of his agents um, in terms of what could be an offer down the road in terms of wages mm-hmm. and also the opportunity to play first team football so if he's got that and he thinks he's not going to get it at Rangers it's saying about Rangers you know being offered a fee that's acceptable, and I imagine you need to you need to start the ball rolling at double yeah. the five plus. It starts at ten, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. It need to yeah. be a minimum of, of double mm-hmm. that, and then it's up to Rangers. Look, it doesn't send out a great message if you're selling homegrown players. It doesn't, but there's so many things into the mix, Paul, for the reasons um, that I've mentioned. But I hope he stays. I hope he mm-hmm. he turns into the first choice Rangers right back. But um, certainly, he ain't going anywhere at five million pounds, and rightly so. Barry, could you see him go? for 10 million in this transfer window I wouldn't like to see him go because mm. um, as I'd mentioned Paul I think he's a fantastic talent I, I've seen him um, grow over a, the, the past mm. season or so um, when he got his opportunity last season when um, Tav got injured I thought he came in and he, he was um, exceptional and with that kind of form Steve Clark took him at the Euros um, so he's a big player and I wouldn't like to see him go because I do think he's a future for the next 10 15 years future right back for, for Rangers but again the only problem he's got is the captain James Tavernier who let's be honest over the, the past 12 to 18 months has been exceptional um, is he going to play as much as he would like because I think he's ready to play Nathan Patterson yeah. I think he's ready to come in and play that's the only thing that may maybe sway his mind as Mark mentioned the agents might be talking to him um, but I'm sure Stephen Gerrard will sit him down today and have a, a quiet chat with him where are we going to go? There's so much to talk about and to look forward to too. Uh, a bit more from Stephen Gerrard after the win yesterday at Dingwall. I think it was a really strong away performance. I think a lot of our attack and play was quality. We could have scored more goals, so we're still fine-tuning going forward. I'd like us to be a little bit more ruthless. You know, I could see goal five and six there for sure if we really wanted it. I think we're still fine-tuning our position as well. The squad's still settling after a, a busy summer with, with late arrivals and people coming back, people getting up to speed. Um, but I can feel it coming. Um, we're getting close to how we want it to look on today's evidence we're getting closer to where we need to be 4-2 Rangers yesterday that was 24 hours after Celtic 6-0 against St Mirren it was an emphatic scoreline um, started the game really well and I thought we, we, we put them on the back foot and you know, we scored our goal and also you know we had a couple of chances hit the post I think with, with Davey and, and then obviously then the sent off sending off allowed us to control the game more but it was important after that we maintained our discipline and didn't let the game sort of just 
Peter out into a sort of uh, not a contest. You know, we were at it right till the end, which was pleasing, and yeah, you know, pleased the players got the rewards for that. Celtic fans, Rangers fans, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 countdowns on to Rangers against Celtic, but I know there's two huge games for both sides before that. Mark, what do you make of it the weekend? Lille, Abada, two goals. Great yeah. performance. Yeah, you know, and you forget as well, you know, 19 years know, old, know. you know, and, and he's producing such a high quality when you consider, you know, that he's coming um, from over from Israel and he absolutely has hit the ground um, running. So, yeah, he's been a real asset to, to Celtic. And again, already at transfer fee of ballpark £3 million, looking a bargain um, already, Paul. And that's the difference with Celtic just now compared to last season. Yeah, they spent about 15 million last summer but they didn't spend it wisely um, but you look now uh, at Furuhashi it looks like he potentially could be one of the most talented players and that's come into Scottish football you know going back to the days of, of, of Loudrup and, 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 and Larson and Alberts and Decanios and all those kind of guys um, he certainly is going to be in that bracket uh, I would say and then you look at Joe Hart um, as well and uh, you know as I've said many times you can't um you can't underestimate the importance of having a goalkeeper and Celtic have a goalkeeper now that's why um, they will be in the hunt for prizes that's why they've got a right good chance in Holland on Thursday night that's why they've got a 2-0 lead Mm -hmm. in the first leg going over to Holland is because they have got a proper goalkeeper again and Barry over the weekend they've got Juranovic 2.5 million I see that some of them over there at Leisure Warsaw saying 2.5 million it's a bargain that they've got to get the, the right back yeah, the, I've read that it's a bargain, but he, he's got a fight in his hands with, with young Ralston. Exactly. That, I yeah. think he's been fantastic, Paul. Um, I yeah. sang his praises last week. Um, it looked if his Celtic career was petering out, he would, may have to go somewhere else to get regular first-team football, but he's been given an opportunity. And to be quite honest, the games that I've seen and the highlights that I've seen, he stood out, Ralston. Mm. He's, took, he's grabbed the opportunity. Um, so how does that happen Barry because he was in the wilderness loan deal after sometimes loan. you need that yeah. with a managerial change um, the squad was thin there's no any right backs at the club it's only Anthony Ralston um, so he gets the opportunity and to be fair play to the boy he, he, he's grabbed it with both hands and he's um, he's been one of the top performers mm-hmm. for, for Celtic but he'll need to fight now Celtic have outlaid a bit of money in this new right back international player who's get um, a lot of plaudits in terms of um, the level that he can play at uh, but listen Ralston you've got to take your, your hat off to the young man he's he's, um, he's prospered in that right back position has he got the jersey? so Juranovic will have to at this moment in yeah. time I yeah. think if you ask the, the Celtic manager I think if you ask the Celtic fans um, young Ralston has got the jersey at this moment in time and since he's come into the team Paul he ain't, he's not let the team down Mark what's the word today Ryan Christie we mentioned transfer window Nathan Patterson Everton £5 million reported interest and doesn't touch the walls as you said uh, on that what about Ryan Christie do you think he will be going and what would the fee be I know it's going to yeah, be much less I, I, I think I'd be very surprised if Ryan Christie extends his, his contract mm. Um, now it's up to Ryan Christie does he want to because the ball's in his court does he want to just sign a pre-contract with somewhere else does he want to just hang about and see what his options are in, in January or does he want to, to move now and at least Celtic get, get something for him um, I, to be honest there's no perfect solution Paul apart from for Celtic if he to sign another two or three year deal but I don't think that's going to happen if it does then it just shows you the, the pull that Ange Postecoglou has, ha- has had already if he can get Ryan Christie to sign a new deal what a coup that would be I mean that would be proper if he could do it I don't think it will happen um, 
Southampton are certainly uh, having a sniff and it wouldn't surprise me when's the window close a week tomorrow yeah. if, if, if Ryan Christie's um, away by the, the close of play next Tuesday and I noticed on Saturday when Callum McGregor gets substituted yep. the captain's armband Ryan Christie, Ryan Christie. Yep. Yep. that's something Postacoglu mm-hmm. might think and showing listen this is how much I think of you as a player um, that, that's what you try as a manager um, could that I, make a difference if, if you were offered it? I know well, you're the captain it's just showing how much the manager trusts him mm-hmm. look I honestly believe Ryan Christie in top form as a, a top player there, there's no doubt about it it looks to me if he's back to his, his best it looks to me if he's enjoying it um, Barry, so interrupt. Do you think there could be a compromise? And I'm just thinking again there. So let's just say, for example, Celtic City Christie sign a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Let's top you up until the summer of 2023. Mm-hmm. But if you want, you can go in the summer of 2022. So give us this season. Try and help us win the league. You can go next summer for a set fee. Now let's just say, for example, the set fee is four million quid, yeah. which is still good money for Celtic, but an absolute bargain. Mm-hmm. If you're getting right, Chris, it means he doesn't go for nothing. You're not losing a quality player, but you still get that option of moving next summer to go down the road, and the yep. transfer fee's not overly That's high. That's a, a real possibility. That's something that I'm sure um, Celtic are maybe trying. Because let's be honest, he is he is a good player. There's no doubt about mm. it. On form, he, he can he can win you games, um, and it seems to me that Postacoglu thinks a lot of, a lot of him. Um, and he's like any player, Ryan Christie, want to try. Or pit his wits against the best players mm. and the, the best teams in the world and that's certainly the, the English Premier sure. League um, but that might be a way work round about it sign another year and a half extension mm. then come next summer next if summer. you still want to go we won't really stand in your way and there's a set fee which Mark just mentioned there if it's three, four, five million pounds it's not a lot of money in terms of down yeah, in sure. the, the English Premier the League. Celtic fans will say why settle for the mediocrity of Southampton or Burnley no disrespect to them I know it's huge money or 60,000 you're playing in 50,000 on Sunday against Rangers because there's a real bounce back at Celtic they, they haven't yeah. had for it's probably two years you know yeah. and Rangers are going to they're going to have to react now they're the champions we're going to talk more about that what do you think why settle for a Burnley or a Southampton if you could play for <laughs> <laughs> Postacoglu and for Nathan Patterson what's going to happen there is he going to play or is he going to go surely he will stay we're back in a moment the Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 let's go Go Radio football show the week starts here Monday evening 5 till 7 Barry Ferguson the former Rangers Scotland captain Mark Guidi top journalist uh, and a former goalkeeper with St Mirren and Albion Rovers <laughs> why are we laughing and Paul can you hear as well <laughs> how can I forget the shots is it still summer there at the moment that's yeah. one of the biggest pitches shots oh. is it? Yeah. Park, wasn't yes. it? Right. yeah okay yeah. played there in my younger days yeah. um, massive pitch good weekend Barry 1-1 for Aloha against uh, Queen's Park two of the favourites to come up but you were a player down for much of the game a red card yeah listen yeah. it was a good test for us the week before wasn't good enough I, I spoke to you about this on the, on the show but I got a reaction um, we started the game really well disappointed to lose uh, or get the man sent off but it, look, I, I can't argue with it it was two bookings um, but we dealt with it really well we, we had a game plan we got to half time nothing each we set our stall out we tried to frustrate and then the game plan was the last 10 minutes we go for it a bit more and we did admit we deserved the point no doubt about it but Queen's Park they've got good players young boy in the middle of the pitch Brown Yep. Um, a real talent and they've got some good experience as well so they, they'll definitely be fighting up the top uh, Queen's Park 
That's Barry Ferguson. More about that later in the programme. Uh, your predictions from Friday, it was John Hartson who was with us, but I don't think it too much right the weekend. Nobody saw Hearts-Aberdeen as a draw. I think we thought it was going to be a Hearts win because of the Aberdeen travels. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, when I seen Aberdeen's team, I was surprised because obviously they were, they were away um, away in Thursday night in Europe um, and he, he didn't make too many changes. Scott Brown and, and my young nephew Lewis still playing the middle of the park. So that's a great point for Aberdeen after a, a yep. hard trip and a hard game in Thursday night. I fancied Hearts to be honest with you uh, but a good point away from home for Aberdeen. What was your goal of the weekend? Mark, can we start with you? What would you say goal of the uh, weekend from the Premiership? The yeah, I watched the uh, sports scene, Paul, off the top of my head, Aribo yep. against yeah. Ross County. A beautiful left foot colour um, I, I, I thought that was right up there there's no way you'd want him to be going in the transfer yeah he, he's, a, he's yeah. similar to when I speak about Glenn Kamara he seems to be getting better every game Joe Rebo as well um, he's he impresses me um, and a fantastic finish he was he was a real driving force for Rangers yesterday and he's a big player and don't be surprised if there's clubs looking at, at Joe Rebo but he's one that Rangers need to keep as well here's a Rangers fan on the line from Lark Hall Gordon is on good evening Gordon Hi guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Aye, not too bad mate. I wasn't happy with that yesterday's performance, I was a bit better. Yeah, there were moments though, weren't there, when they came back to 2-1, 3-2, but uh, much better overall, that's what the manager felt. Aye, definitely, I think there's still a bit, um, still a wee bit of tweaking even done with the defence. I don't know if I'd maybe bring somebody else in as well. Um, I don't know, I think Balogun's a bit shaky for me, I don't know why he keeps... Scotland have under over Balogun. I don't know if it's fitness or what it is, but for me, I'd need to start. Obviously, we'll get Thursday to get out the road first, but in terms of the old firm on Sunday, for me, it's a bigger game, and I genuinely reckon that Hollander uh, needs to start that. Um, but that, that was my question that I was going to come on for. I was wanting to ask the boys what they thought about uh, Calvin Bassey, mm-hmm. if he should start ahead of Bomber Barisic, because for Sunday, I think his confidence is through the roof. Mm-hmm. He's playing really well. He's barely put a foot wrong. Obviously, the, the penalty incident yesterday, but he couldn't really get his hand out the road, to be fair. But I think for me, I would start Calvin Bassey ahead of Bomber Barisic. You just see uh, what the boys thought about that. Barry? Yep, I've got to agree with Gordon. Um, Bassey came in uh, last week against Dunfermline um, and I thought he was exceptional Man of the match Yep he was some of his um, his balls in the final third his cross balls were, were great and he's carried that on again yesterday he just I agree with Gordon he's just a guy that looks to me he's full of confidence I've listened to a couple of interviews he's been working really hard in the training ground trying to improve that final product and um, he's turned into Looks of Rangers have got a real um, a real player in their hands. Physical presence as well, big, strong, powerful, athletic. And as I said, he's improving as well. He's only young, he's had a good grounding coming through at Leicester. And he's had a, now a season to settle in at Rangers, and I think that's a real fine for Rangers, Calvin Bassey. Would you play him Thursday and Sunday? Yes, would I would you? play him. Yeah. Listen, I think that the manager stated he's, he's going to play people who he thinks are on form, and, and Bassey is one of the top performers at this moment in time. Mark Bassey very much on song. Yeah, um, and you know, up against uh, potentially you know a bad or, or James Forrest, or whatever way you know, uh, Ange Postecoglou decides to go. Um, so you know, first and foremost, um, what you want to do is for both sides, but for Rangers, is you pick guys who first and foremost you think can defend, can can stop the attack, and then if they can go and contribute further up the field, then great, uh, all the better. But first and foremost, you know, pick somebody who you think can defend. And Bassey's looking the part. There's no reason to to switch it. 
Um, yes, he's young. Yes, he doesn't have the same amount of experience as as Barisic. But you look at him; he's he's keen. He's confident. Um, he can whip a lovely ball in as well with, with, with his left foot. I mean, we've seen that. There's absolutely no doubt about it. So at the moment, I would say Bassi's the man in possession. We'll see what happens on Thursday night. But if he was to be thrown in on Sunday, wouldn't have any problem um, yeah. with him. I think he would do well. Yeah, I'd, I would have no fears with that. And I, I think he's a, a fearless player. I, I loved that. I loved his interview after the Dunfermline game. I thought it was very grounded. He, he knows that he's he's got to work real hard to get into that starting eleven, and he, he deserves his, his starting slot in the team. And I would have no problems whatsoever playing Thursday night and Sunday. What about Gordon's point about Halander missing out to Balligan? Would you uh, give the Swede a chance? I think the best pair is Halander and, and Golson. If I'm being honest mm-hmm. with you, that's who I would I would go with. Why um, doesn't he? I don't know it's one listen Connor Golson's a cert to start there's no doubt he plays every single um, game under under the manager and it's always between Balligan and, and Hollander I, I think he's just unsure which one to go with um, but if you're asking my opinion I would go with a Hollander mm-hmm. Mark? Uh, yeah I would go Hollander and uh, Golson I think that's the strongest um, partnership um, but again, just going back to the point, if you're, you're Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister and, and Michael Beale, first and foremost, you've got to pick the best two that you think can cope with, unless it's going to be Furuhashi mm. or, or Edward or whoever, but you pick what you think is the best partnership to handle who you think is going to play Celtics number nine, mm. and then you, you, you take it from there. But on paper, Goldson and Halander by a distance because the two goals conceded Gordon is not what Rangers were doing this time last year the manager spoke about the defence we never defended our box well enough for the first that's the bit I'm talking about when I say we're still fine tuning we need to get better in, in, in little small areas of our game we need to defend better I thought we were slightly unlucky with the penalty you know you've got a kid there trying to put his body on the line the rules you've got to accept that I never thought the game was ever out of control I thought we played some really good stuff with style and um, I thought there was more goals there for us if we really wanted to Gordon that mm, there was Barry you were agreeing about the penalty yeah, yeah. look I know it's the rules but if you, if you watch it I mean he, he's only a couple of yards away from him, the guy hits it at a, a ferocious pace and I, I don't yeah. I don't mm. think Bassey can do anything else mm. he's just turned his back and he's, his arms are up and I get it's the rules but for me I think it's a harsh penalty Gordon I know, I hundred percent agree because as Barry says, he was something like a couple of yards away, and his head was turned away for the ball as well. There was, a, I know, as Barry says, as the rules, he's, I think it's a kind of silhouette rule. His, his hand was kind of outside outside his body, but I think sometimes with that, there's got to come a bit of common sense with it. Like yeah. there's not a chance he would have been able to get the road. But again, um, you seen it didn't really affect Calvin Bassey as well. It didn't really put his head down. He, he seemed to. It didn't really seem to phase him, and I know we've been conceding quite a few goals this season already. It's kind of far away from what we were doing last season, but I just hope that uh, come Sunday he, he puts Hollander back in the squad. The only thing that kind of worries me sometimes is when Gerard comes up against a, a pacey attack where they're going to be hitting us quite fast, that's usually when he puts Balogun in because he has got a bit more pace, but... Yeah. As Barry says, the best um, the best defensive pair, pairing is Goldson and Hollander. Even for set pieces, see big games like that on Sunday mm-hmm. against Celtic, you need to take every chance you get. And for set pieces, I'd say Hollander's much more of an aerial threat as well than Balogun. So I just really hope. I mean, obviously, Stephen Gerrard's a the manager. They, they all know better than I do as a supporter. But at the end of the day, I just, in my opinion, I would start Hollander. Yeah, I, th- 
I think Barry, you agree. Yeah, I, I think Hollander's a the better defender out of mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. Hollander or, or Balligan. Yeah, yeah. I, if you're asking me who who I think should play with Golson, it's Hollander. And I think Hollander is a, a natural defender. Gordon, Thursday night, Alice Kurt still to be dealt with and do you think Rangers will? <laughs> well, I I, I said uh, a few weeks ago when I was on and I came on and I said I was very confident about qualifying and mm-hmm. Malmo didn't really worry me and I said to Barry on, on the night Rangers can beat India in Europe and it kind of came back and bit me in the backside that one but um, I mean we've seen oh, it's a much different team right enough but we've seen things like progressing that these wee things can they, you can have upsets here and there but I just hope we get there get the job done get back and hopefully it'll give the boys a bit of confidence after yesterday and if we qualify for the Europa League, Europa League group stages because mm-hmm. last season as well I'd say um, I think we play a lot better when we play Thursday Sunday football I think you've yeah. seen our dip in form a couple of times last season was when we were playing the Thursday nights and it was gone by weekly we, we played a hundred times oh. better when it was coming Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday and we were perfectly rotating the mm-hmm. squad and I think it got us into quite a bit of a rhythm so I'm hoping that kind of uh, gives us a bit of a confidence boost as, as well and we can kind of find the, the form that we did last season and really kick on but Celtic have got that new manager bounce they are playing yeah. well um, but we've just got to we've got to focus on our side of Glasgow and just keep doing what we were doing last season and hopefully that'll be enough to see us win the league hopefully a trophy or two <laughs> It's going to be some season though Gordon isn't it and you welcome that challenge Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, last, don't get me wrong, last season was absolutely brilliant. I enjoyed it. It was yeah. the perfect way for me to end the kind of 10 in a row hopes. It was just, it was totally done by kind of Christmas time. But I, I no, I enjoy it. I, I welcome the challenge. As I say, I'm watching uh, Barry play the team over the years. It was back and forth and back and forth. And that's mm-hmm. been, that's what's been missing for a while. And I think that's why the panic buttons get hit so quickly, especially with Rangers and Celtic fans as soon as. Celtic fans went through the first week when they get beat off Hearts to been petrified that Andrew's going to get sacked by Christmas but the next week they won 6-0 and they were, they were going to win the league by Christmas do you know what I mean that's just how yep. quick it goes back and forth in Glasgow so just got to keep the head keep calm and just keep playing the way we're playing hopefully it gives a bit of confidence and we can go and get the job mm-hmm. done really good call yep. uh, Ali's been on social media as well about uh, Rangers taking action immediately against uh, the, the people who had the racist slurs uh, against Kyoko um, Gordon uh, but Ali is saying is it not a bit harsh that it's extended to others in the supporters club who were not involved in it but uh, I don't know how you feel about that the culprits hopefully I mean one of the guys has stood down already it should be hands up shouldn't happen again and uh, have you got any view on it Gordon? Uh, well, see then I've uh, as I've said before I went home and away in Europe to absolutely every single game mm-hmm. there are games where your fans they're on the bus and they're drinking I mean that's from these folk a kind of five hour trip four hour trip up to Dingwall yesterday you're going to get idiots and I don't think it's fair that'd be like me sitting on the bus mm-hmm. and then yep. somebody coming on and their comment getting made gone viral and sure. me getting banned for it mm-hmm. it's just no fair on the rest of the guys on the bus yep, and the guys that have been caught doing it and if the boys in the supporters bus if they wanted to name whoever done it or whatever just let the investigate, investigation pick out how, who done it and ban them. I just don't think it's fair because you're going to have older members of that bus that have been going to Ibrox for years and years. I just don't see how it's fair. Uh, you're bang on, Gordon. I'm not going to get back in. 
Gordon, you're bang on about that. I feel for the the people who want to travel up and support their club, um, and I feel for the the guy, the other guys that are on that bus that they're going to lose out and getting tickets to go and support the team in a proper manner. I feel from I think you're spot on there, Gordon. Great answer there, Gordon. And you've been there. You know, you're at Ibrox. You're around Europe. Uh, with the club you know you go there with the fans that's a good shout thanks very much Gordon thanks for calling we'll speak to you soon cheers Ange Postacoglu has been asked on Celtic TV um, about what has happened Uh, there's an interview that is going online he did say uh, we have to protect Kyogo and look after all our players and uh, yeah to be honest he said it saddens me a lot because I'm the one that's brought him over here now I'm just reading it as it comes in he said I spent three and a half years in Japan I was a foreigner you know and I was welcomed with open arms over there. I know how sort of polite and respectful the Japanese people are. And I'm the one that brought Kyogo here to Glasgow, to Scotland. You know, I'm sure his experience is totally the extreme opposite of what's, and it's just uh, coming to us, what's been portrayed in the last uh, 24 hours. Uh, he loves being here. He loves the city. He loves the way everyone, virtually everyone, has, has embraced him. And it saddens me that such a small element who, as the reporter said, uh, don't represent the vast majority of uh, Rangers fans. I think that's what he was saying at that point. And he says to everyone, just be a decent decent human being, treat people with respect. Um, and, and we all absolutely agree on that. That's just some breaking news there from Celtic TV. So Rangers and Celtic uniting on that, as they should. You know, it's not... Uh, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah, and Good. listen... Yeah. Very harsh of a good support network at Celtic. Um, listen, it's only a small minority, Paul. Mm. Remember uh, that the course. vast majority of people go and support Absolutely. their club and yeah. do things in the right way. Sure. Um, and just these uh, couple of people have let not just Rangers down, but they've let themselves down. Yeah. yeah, of course. Absolutely, it's a small, small uh, minority of people. Okay, oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. We're looking forward to the games in Europe, but inevitably people are thinking about Rangers and Celtic on Sunday. And Barry, we're going to be on air half eleven. I think we'll start the build up till twelve, and uh, we'll be here with David Proven. Yeah, I'll Henry, early doors up about yeah. half six. I, yeah. I get excited. You do, we'll, yeah. We'll from this. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's a, it's a brilliant game, isn't and it? As I said, the fans are going yeah. to be in. We spoke about it on Friday. Mm. I'm just disappointed it's no back to the way it was four or five years ago when you walk out Ibrox if you're a player you look to your left and there's 8,000 Celtic fans and none of three stands are full of Rangers fans get it back to being like that and the same at Celtic Park 8,000 Rangers fans travelling and supporting their their teams we spoke about it at length that just disappoints me I think if you ask all the the ex-players that's what you want. You want the opposition fans, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Mark, there's nothing like it, is there? Coming out, oh. I would imagine. And being there reporting on it over the years, commentating on it and all the rest, you can't beat it. And it, just having it all one way, isn't it's not the same. No. You want no. the colour, you want the... No, it's a brilliant fixture yeah. and, um, you know, it, it doesn't do either a club or either set of, of players any good, you know, one way or another when, it, mm. when it's going. Um, you know, 100% one side in terms of fans inside the stadium. So, um, yeah, it's it's got to be... Well, it doesn't have to be, but you'd like it to be um, sorted out and, and back to the way um, it was when you had, you know, the seven eight thousand Celtic fans at Ibrox and the seven eight thousand Rangers it fans. It's a special atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's great when it's just your own fans, but me growing up and playing on it, it was special. But do you know what it also does? If you're a player, I'm sure. Well, you know, you've played in enough of them. It's. Um, even if it's seven or eight thousand of, of the one, and, and it's you know forty thousand the other, fifty thousand the other, mm. 
but they'll bounce off each other yeah, because the seven eight thousand tend to be noisier than the big and the yeah. bigger ones. So you're actually creating a bounce off each other, which helps right. with the whole. Let's spectacle. sort it, Mark. Barry, let's get it sorted. See, as soon as COVID is out the way, the two clubs must do this. Listen, surely. it was like going over to take a corner kick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. You were going to the Brimlin, and you knew yeah. you were going to get absolute pelters. But that's what it was all about. That fired you up. Okay. Quick break, we're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show, Monday evening. Barry Ferguson, Mark Woody, Paul Cooney, and loads of your calls coming in. We'll hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu in a moment or two. More from Stephen Gerrard looking back on yesterday and looking forward to Thursday. They've got a four to 5,000 mile round trip to Armenia for the match with Alish Kert. They should have scored more last week against them, but they didn't. But surely, Mark Woody, you think Rangers will be strong enough to go through to the Europa League itself? They should be, Paul. Yeah, on on, on paper, they, they should have enough to, to see Alice Kerr. And one thing that we do know about Rangers is that you know they know how to get results in Europe. Yes, the last round against uh, Malmo, the you know the big one, the thirty-five million pound one, they let themselves down. But um, Alice Kerr, it'll be tricky in in the heat um, as well over there. The, the weather, um, it's going to be an energy zapping ninety minutes, I would think, for Rangers. But I can see Rangers scoring. Over there, and you know, even if it's just a, I say, just a one-one draw, just enough to get them to get them through. They might win two or three 0 but they'll do enough to to get through and, and be in the, the Europa League group stages. Barry, I see in the record today, exclusive Graham Souness, the former Rangers player manager, uh, much loved by the Rangers fans, one of the greatest Scotland players as well. He was phenomenal, wasn't he? And he's saying it's only a matter of time before Stevie G is back at Liverpool. Of course, he's a Liverpool legend as well. But you and Rangers fans will be thinking not for a couple of years. No, I would hope not. Not for a couple of years. Um, I still think he's got unfinished business mm. to do up here. As I've said plenty of times, Paul, I've been really impressed um, with the way he comes across and the way that he's he set his Rangers team up. It's took a bit of time. He's had a bit of backing, but I've been really impressed with Stephen Gerrard. And look, at some stage, that's where he will eventually manage Liverpool. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I, I'm sure it'll not be for a couple of years yet. Mark, I think it's it's inevitable um, as sure as night follows day that Stephen Gerrard one day will be the manager of Liverpool. I've, I've absolutely no doubt about that. He will be given a crack at it. The, the Liverpool fans will demand it, and, and rightly so. He deserves a crack at it. Now, whether he goes straight from Rangers or he has to go down south and do a year or two down the road or, or whatever it may, may be, nobody knows that. We don't know that yet, and it's it's something that's out of. Rangers hands and out of Stephen Jenner hands because it's it really the, the key person to always Jurgen Klopp when he decides to call it a day uh, at Liverpool because I don't see Liverpool ever sacking mm. Jurgen Klopp so it's whenever he decides to call it a day or move on to go back to Germany or take the German national team or whatever it may be but um, I don't know when Stephen Gerrard will be the manager of Liverpool but one day he will and, and, and he'll deserve you, a crack at it you listen to him he's still he's open and honest he's still in his apprenticeship stage as yeah. a, a manager he's still got a few things he needs to learn and wants to learn and I still think he needs to win a couple of more trophies up here he, look, he knows that yeah he knows that himself yeah. and listen this is a it was a great season last season in terms of winning the league the disappointing thing was obviously going out in both quarterfinals in the Scottish Cup and the League Cup so that's something this season he'll be looking to add so on Friday he was on the media conference and he said it's time for the players to wake up did they wake up yesterday do you think it's worked 4-2 win yeah I have no problem yeah. with a manager come out and calling out the, the players um, 
he done it because he was clearly frustrated and have they responded yeah they responded look I still know playing at the levels they did last season but it was certainly a response and that's what he got yesterday with winning the game up at Ross County um, 4-2 you'd be disappointed I think losing the first goal they could have defended slightly better that's something that they're clearly he's trying to work on in training but it looked a real threat going forward and they scored four goals away from home up at, up at Dingwall which is Listen, it's not the easiest mm. places to go and get it. The second goal against them, I think, was harsh. Look, I know it's a penalty, but there's nothing you can do um, about that. But look, overall, overall, sorry, I should say, you'll be more than happy with the response you got. He spoke about motivation and desire. Well, look, I think before you walk in a dressing room, before you play an away game, you need motivation, de- desire, commitments. You need Before you talk about game plans, you need that. And I thought we got that in abundance today. And that epitomised our style. We were aggressive. We were hard to play against. And um, we got the right control in a lot of areas. So then we scored a lot of good goals on the back of that. Mark, the man next to you always had that motivation and that desire but not yeah. everyone has it every team no and, and, and it's been able to handle yeah. the weight of the jersey mm-hmm. uh, of yeah. playing for Rangers and being um, champions yeah and, 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 and then being champions again you know keeping a hold of the title which isn't an easy thing um, to do the, the, the thing about Rangers on, on Sunday anyone away from home in the SPFL Premiership is a good one because they're all even if it is only and I say only I don't mean that in a bad way to Ross County but it's probably one of the should be one of the easier fixtures on on paper but coming on the back of a Thursday night in Europe then anyone to go and score four goals the concern slight concern that Rangers will have just now is the goals that they're conceding the manner of the goals Um, like Barry mentioned the first goal yesterday like the goals against Malmo the goal at Tannadice Rangers when they're conceding those goals mm -hmm. Last season, you know, they were not conceding those types of goals. So, you know, I think Rangers have conceded more goals than Celtic this season. Yet, mm-hmm. it's a Celtic defence that's that's under the microscope because they're new and they're settling in, and you know, they've got a new goalie and a new centre half, and uh, you know, a right back and left back that many people think, you know, aren't the, the right ones to be wearing the, the the jersey to go and try and win a title. But Rangers need to to just whatever it is, the wee missing ingredient, or a wee bit of confidence or gelling together, whatever it may be but they need to get back as quickly as possible to defending the way they were defending last well, season. What I like about Steven Gerrard, he doesn't, he doesn't hide for the fact that they are conceding sloppy goals. Yeah. He's open and honest about that. You hear him in his interviews, it's something that they need to tidy up and they need to tidy up quickly. And obviously, by doing that, you need to work hard in the training ground. Um, and it's clearly he's doing that. And as I said, he came out and he called out. He made a, a, a decent statement after the game that, listen, they need to wake up and we need to start winning games. We need to try and get back to the same sort of form as they were uh, they were on last season and listen all you can ask of your team as you go out and you give a response by winning a game of football and that's what they've done up at Dingwall Mark player of the weekend for you and I suspect maybe did it come at Celtic 6-0 win over St Mirren yeah I mean I think uh, David Turnbull you know caught the eye um, he's a really good player young Scottish player he was good for I think he was one of the, the, the sort of bright spots for Celtic last season which was a real you know horrible season for Celtic um, so you know the hat trick the appetite that he showed the, the willingness to, to break forward they didn't play him for a long time remember I no. know this is looking back it seems ages ago yeah. it was one of the mysteries wasn't it yeah and even play. a couple of times when he did start then he gets substituted and he was actually playing pretty well so uh, there might be reason behind that that we are not privy to but um, certainly he for me uh, played the weekend albeit St Mirren um, down to 10 men it, it became a kind of walk in the park for Celtic but they still had like Stephen Gerrard saying they still had to show that hunger and desire mm-hmm. just to go and batter St Mirren and get six goals Barry what do you like about David Turnbull? I'd, listen first and foremost he's a player of quality 
Um, and in the final third, he lets fly with shots. He's got a real good football brain. Um, and he's adding goals to his games now. Uh, that's that's what's important. But look, I've always thought he said the quality. It's it's never easy going from a smaller club to a bigger club with the demands. It's it's total different pressures. But I think young David Turnbull's handled handled it superbly. Um, and he's he's became one of the top performers at Celtic. And to get a hat trick, that's his first hat trick of his career. Albeit as Mark says, against ten men, he's still got to finish. The hardest thing in football is to score goals. Um, and from an attacking midfielder's point to get a hat-trick's a fantastic achievement Mark you've been doing some homework looking at Juranovic who is coming in he is here uh, he's a right back Anthony Rawson playing so well as Barry said earlier in the show could Juranovic be deployed somewhere else at the back? Well, I mean there's suggestions that he, you know, if need be he can fill in at left back as well Paul in um, right back um, you know, as his preferred uh, position but um, you know, by all accounts, you know, a couple of people in, in uh, Croatia and Poland have said that if need be, he can move over to the, to the left-hand side. So that gives Celtic a, a, an extra um, option. But I see him as being the the the, uh, the right back for Celtic, which would be an interesting battle. on Anthony Ralston would be mm-hmm. interested to see how Ange Postecoglou um, handles that because, as, as Barry said, and many people have said, um, you know, uh, probably out with Furuhashi. Ralston has probably been the, the pick of the bunch for Celtic in the mm-hmm. past, uh, well, since the start of the season. Fair comment. There's so many who are. Yeah, it'll be there. a real test of uh, Ralston's character mm-hmm. as well. We, we're in, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Celtic obviously shelling out a few pounds on, yep. on this mm-hmm. new player. Is he going to come straight into the team? I, I, I don't think he will. I, I think um, he'll stick with Ralston and the new player will need to fight to get in the team. And I think that's the way it should be. High noon Sunday, we want to talk about it, but Barry, I know you won't want to, and Stephen Gerrard won't. Ange Postacoglu doesn't either. He was asked about it and he said no. This is what he said. You know what? I, I, I reckon after Thursday, I'll get a million questions about that game. And but, So that's an absolute no. Barry, what about you? Is it hard to manage that? Because they've both got huge games. Celtic with Alkmaar, you know, they're two up. But there's got nobody. Says Listen, you're only human. You, you, yeah. you do think about it. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. But you've got to try and be as professional as possible. And if your mind's t- taken away for a European game on Thursday, it's going to affect you. Yeah, you, you do think about it. Look, mm-hmm. I thought about it. I mean, they've had a European game, and then obviously we were playing Celtic at the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would go through your head. But see, come match day, your focus is on the game in front of you. Um, and then Friday, it's it's all go, isn't it? We tried with Stephen Gerrard as well, Mark, and this was his reply. We'll give them a down day tomorrow and then we'll prepare two days going into a big game on Thursday. But a long journey, but that's what football's about, travelling around Europe and enjoying it and trying to get big results. Go Radio, can we ask you about <laughs> Sunday? No. <laughs> no, that didn't happen, I'm only kidding. Mark? I was yeah. just going to ask Barry, what was the, the pre-match breakfast for when it was a lunchtime kick-off? What was your breakfast? Toast and jam. Toast and jam? Yep. Cup of tea? <laughs> Cup of tea, yep. Black tea, three strawberry sugar. Ju- strawberry jam. <laughs> strawberry jam. <laughs> He's a real Lanarkshire boy, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. That was me. Um, yeah, but it's strange that, that listen, you, you've got to change because normally you're used to a pre match. Yep. Um, maybe checking our pasta at, at 12 o'clock, um, getting up a bit earlier. And as we go back to the Arthur Newman, yep. I was up early anyway. About eight getting, o'clock. Yeah, eight o'clock. Oh, we get great reaction to that, and on the socials as well, the videos were up there. Uh, Are people? We, yeah. I get asked that people think yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. On no. honestly, I'm telling the truth. Eight o'clock, the blinds would get pulled open, and he would make sure I get out of my bed. Mm-hmm. The rest <laughs> was stand, history. He would stand yeah. over yeah. my bed. Yep. 
Make sure you Make get sure up, get up. Yep. and have Brush breakfast before yep. you go down to breakfast. <laughs> Look at the Nashers now. Good set of Nashers there. Quick break. The news is next. Then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Too much more like us. Going forward, we look really dangerous. Um, we've come away from home and got the three important points. That's the main thing. I think the players still put in uh, good work rate and good work ethic. And yeah, sometimes the games like that, they can sort of play it around. But we're still going for it right the end. Football show hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Guidi. Call now and voice your opinion. 08 08 17 17 700. Well, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, and myself, Paul Cooney, 08 08 17 17 700. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. So many people coming in Rangers fans, Celtic fans, and lots of people just saying, Well done, Rangers, for moving quickly to ban the guys on the bus on the way to Ross County who posted just just a, an awful uh, racist slur against uh, Kyogo Furuhashi and uh, Rangers have, have banned them and everyone absolutely agrees there's nobody disagreeing I don't know what else you can say at the moment but Ange Postacoglu has been speaking in the last half hour about it to Celtic TV to be honest it, it sends me a lot because I'm the one that's brought him over here now I, I spent three and a half years in Japan and you know I was a foreigner you know and, and I was welcomed with open arms over there I know how sort of you know polite and respectful the Japanese people were and you know and I'm the one that brought uh, Kyogo here and you know I'm sure his experience is totally the extreme opposite of you know what's been portrayed in the last 48 hours talking to him he's loved being here he loves the city he loves you know the way everyone's embraced him um and it saddens me that you know such a small element who it's not, it's not about education people are more than well aware uh, aware of what's right and wrong just be a decent human being you know and treat people with respect that says it all doesn't it be a decent yeah. human being and he opened up about his own circumstances as uh, an immigrant i'm an immigrant um and you know to hear you know, and it, even if it is a minority, it, it shouldn't be there. Um, yeah, it saddens me. And, and like I said, our, our number one priority is to, to protect and support the player. And he's a cracking guy. I mean, if anyone ever comes across him, he's, he's such a nice, nice young man. And um, you know, he doesn't deserve any sort of any of that type of behaviour. No one does, to be honest. No one does. And his final positive word. People I, I always thought was a unifier because you know. Uh, economic status you might have had or, or, or whatever your background was you, you could play this game and, and you, it brought people together um, and having Kyogo here or you know having Eliel Abada here young men who you know I think put smiles on people's faces I, I don't see how you know people will try and make a negative out of that Anton's on the line a Celtic fan from Aberdeen Anton certainly these players uh, Kyogo Abada whoever they've put a smell back in your face Oh definitely I think um, the style of play has been been really good over the past couple of weeks um, I still think we're maybe shorter maybe a centre half and a, mm-hmm. a, another striker but if we keep going forward the way we have been I think we could be a, a different beast this season how much are you looking forward to Sunday or should we talk about um, Alkmaar first of all? We should, uh, because that's far from... I mean, I heard Craig Moore said the other day, 3-0, you'd have said, yes, yeah, Celtic will go through. What do you think is going to happen in the 90 minutes or 120 minutes? Yeah, I think if we, if we keep playing the style we've been playing, I think we'll, I think we'll score goals. Mm-hmm. I do always think that we, with the style, we've got a chance of conceding, but I think going forward, we've got too much. I think that the, the job will be done 
two nil is a good two nil is a good lead. Three would have been brilliant, but um, nah, I think I think we've done too much to go uh, to get put out um, in the next round in the next uh, leg. So I think we've we've, we've done enough for the Parkhead game. Yeah, for the game at Ibrox. Oh, from the the, the game yeah. there. Sorry, yeah. I've moved on to Sunday already. In my mind, yeah, I was about too to... Far ahead. I know. Calm down, there's a Calm game down. the Thursday. Thursday. Six, what is it? Five, six sleeps to go. There's six sleeps to go. It's going to be a tough game for Celtic because, to be honest, his head were a decent team, but I do think Celtic will have enough to go through. What kind of scoreline do you think, Barry? Think- uh, look, as Anton said there, they, they do look a threat... Mm-hmm. Every time they go forward, they, they leave themselves a bit wide open, but that's just the way that Postacoglu plays the game. Um, I, I do think they, they can score over there. Um, look, you just make sure you 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 come away with at least a draw, or a, a a slight win. You know what I mean? But I, I honestly believe that Celtic yeah, will go right. through. Mark, yeah, I would think Celtic will go through. I think it'll be nervy, um, Paul, um, because I'm on a talented team on their own pitch. Um, could be a long evening, couldn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, it could be. You know, Altman will still believe that they can do it. Mm. But again, you know, when you go and you expect it to be a wee bit backs to the wall, what gives me confidence for Celtic is that they've, they've got a quality goalkeeper now, um, Paul, and a quality middle to front. So I think they will um, get a goal. And remember, yeah, I know you, you keep going ahead to Sunday, and, and rightly so, but Thursday night for Celtic and Rangers, Paul, mm. so it's a 10 million quid. Ten million yeah. quid, you know, for for getting through into Europa League, best part of ten million pounds, it's massive money, it a lot, a lot sure. of money. So there's, you know, mm. you don't underestimate the importance of of Thursday night. It's that's why Stephen Gerrard and Ange Postecoglou, first and foremost, will only be dealing with Thursday night and pick the mm. best team available. Mm. And once Thursday's over, they'll, they'll reassess and then look at Sunday. Anton, can I ask you a couple of quick things? What about Ryan yeah. Christie? Are you worried that he's going to go to Burnley or Southampton? Um, I think I think it depends on if it's right for him and it's right for the club. Um, me personally, I like to see him sign a, a new deal because he's been he's been a different player under mm-hmm. um, uh, than manager. So totally up to him, and it's totally. I suppose it's, it make, if it makes business sense, then he'll go. Sure. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Mark had a good suggestion yeah. because how much would Celtic get just now? I mean, because, just now, yeah, for him because a, the contract is nearly gone. A million. Max. Whereas he would be four I, I or five. Think, I think he could be spot on. But Mark said that mm-hmm. the. Right at the start of the programme, give him an eighteen-month extension, and then just come to an agreement that yeah, we won't stand, price. we won't yeah. stand in your way if this transfer fees met, i.e., four, five, six million yeah. pound. But look, everybody knows Ryan Christie um, on his game as mm-hmm. a right good football player, uh, and he look, he'll enhance Celtic if he plays. Um, and it looks to me if he's he's enjoying his football, doesn't he? Yeah. It looks to me if he's got that be zip back again. So you're seeing Craig Moore tomorrow. Tell Craig to tell Ange that's uh, Mark's uh, no, idea. I'll tell Craig to yeah. tell Ange to sell him. <laughs> oh, you're driving him to the airport. Yeah, aren't you? yeah I'll be, drive him wherever he wants to go. Great, great PR for Celtic, Paul. If they can do something like that before Sunday, would be it's good um, shout. And you yeah. know, see for Ryan Christie as well. You're talking about a, a legacy, a guy who you know came in 500 grand for Inverness. Great yeah. signing, really matured and developed under Brendan. Rogers after a couple of loan spells if, if you're thinking about him just a bigger picture and I know it does they play in your mind if you've got a chance of trebling your money to go down the road but you think do you know what I can really stay on side with the football club and the supporters if I stay to the end of the season mm-hmm. rather than when things are looking good just now it looks as if there, there could be a revival under Ange Postacoglu compared to the horror show of last season then maybe that might come on his mind he might think do you know what I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll do something that that helps the club can that still happen that me. loyalty yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Ryan yeah. Christie's, you know, he's 
he's a Scottish boy so he gets it I, I, I don't know for sure but I take it he grew up a Celtic supporter I know his dad had a short spell at the club I don't know if he's yep. an Inverness fan or a Celtic fan but whatever he, he, he gets it he, he gets it and, and it, it wouldn't be the end of the world I mean you're really you're technically talking an extra four months yeah to, to, to go and stay if you do that kind of deal that I spoke about yeah, and he's he, I'm just checking there he's 27 yeah. next next February so he's, he's still got a lot Aye. of time and he's it's a great age isn't he 26 yeah. years old and yeah. yeah can I ask you about Edward what do you want to see happen Anton he scored again at the weekend uh, for me I think he just needs to go um, oh. obviously he's been brilliant for us I'll never question how good he was but yeah. I think um, there's a there is a time when it's time for a player to leave and I think it's time for him take the money take Take 15, 15 million and just let them move on, and then we can mm-hmm. you can reinvest and that money into the squad. Huh? Well, you called us. Anything you want to ask Mark or Barry? Uh, Barry, how, how do you, how do you see Rangers shaping up at the start of this season? Do you think they're worse off than what they were at the end of last season, or do you think that they're they're going in the right direction? I think we obviously he's brought in a few players in, in the summer they've kept Anton they've kept um, their, their best performers i.e. nobody's been sold yet um, look I, I just say about Rangers and I said it last week on the show I just think they're going through a dip, a dip in form um, and I think that form will come back but in terms of the, the league I, I think it's going to go right to the wire I think I think it'll be both of them going toe to toe and it'll be totally different the last season, you just look what your new manager's done. He's he's um, he's got players playing at the top of their game. He's made some real good signings. Um, but in terms of Rangers, I think it's going to be nothing tuck all the way, Anton. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the tightest season it's been mm-hmm. for pff, past fifteen years. If I'm being honest. Yep. And going on Sunday, I think there's going to be goals in this game. Yep. Oh, Sunday. At yeah. both ends. Yep. Oh, at yeah. both. Yep. I, I do. I think it's going to be a real. Attack mind, I think both Rangers and Celtic will go for each other. Five four. Yeah, listen, I, I've played in. <laughs> listen, I've been the receiving end of, of some thumps, and I've been. Yeah. Um, I've You've been given them games, out as yeah, well. I've given yeah. them out as well. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think there's going to be goals in it because both are real attack minded teams. Barry doesn't want us to predict just now Anton for Rangers fans or Celtic fans it's too early and you've got the Altmar game coming up you must have been surprised how well Celtic have done so quickly under Ange Postacoglu Um, any thoughts on Eddie Howe or is that unfair I see loads of articles over the weekend again people you know down south as well what happened to Eddie Howe and all that time that he spent you know courting Celtic but then ditched them at the altar Um. To be honest with you, it's one of these things, is it? Things change quick in football. Now, if you told me you were going to bring in um, the manager now and and yeah. have the effect on the team that he's had, I would have probably been like, ah, no chance. Mm-hmm. But I've watched a couple of videos of his training sessions and mm-hmm. I've watched the way he conducts himself with the media and stuff and I I, I think it's quality, yeah? I just like the, the what he brings across to the, the players. He doesn't look like he takes any nonsense and that's, I think, that Celtics needed. I think they never had it last year and I think they needed it more this year and he's obviously very technically minded as well so that's good Mark I see on the back of uh, his comments people are saying that's uh, one of the classiest interviews they've heard of a, a top football manager the way he spoke about Kyogo and about just how we should all treat each other and let's be fair and let's be good and and that's uh, you know that's yeah. what we want he seems to be a remarkable character Postacoglu yeah. yeah Paul do you know what I'd, I'd written a couple of notes down listening to that interview yeah. and first and foremost what I loved about it and I'm 100% saying about this it's genuine from the heart mm. it's not a scripted 
interview that from Ange Postacoglu. You know, it's just proper. Just like I've been impressed with him um, and the way he speaks about the the football. I thought as well. He made a couple of great points as well. I was lucky enough in 2002 to spend a month in Japan at the World Cup, and they are brilliant people. They welcomed everybody. So well mannered, so thoughtful, so caring. They were great, great people. I also remember when Shunsuke Nakamura signed for Celtic. He came over and a, a Japanese journalistic entourage followed him. I remember, yeah. And a couple of people have, have stayed um, members of the Scottish Football Writers Association. They still actually work here. Fumi Nakabuchi, a lovely lady, Japanese journalist who came, who's still a, a, an active member of Scottish Football Writers, who's been welcomed into Scotland, into Scottish football, into the, 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 the newspapers and the media, which is great. Um, Nakamura's full-time interpreter, Shun, a lovely guy, really helpful. Um, you know who worked tirelessly for, for Celtic and for, for Nakamura to help the Scottish media um, so therefore yeah there was a, I thought it was a really good interview from Postacoglu and it just took my mind back to those few things um, none more so than having the privilege of being in, in Japan and how fantastic the Japanese people were Great to hear Mark I couldn't top that and a comment here someone is on social saying uh, the manager's a great guy he said it's not about education everyone knows right from wrong and that's something we would all say Rangers have come right out today saying similarly uh, and Celtic too Anton prediction then for I think you reckon a win on Thursday and what about Sunday then high noon what's going to happen honestly I couldn't I, I, I couldn't call it <laughs> this is the first time I couldn't call it I thought last year we won the good enough and I thought ah, we're going to get battered and then there's been other times when I knew that we were we were going to battle Rangers but this time nah 50-50 and 50-50 uh, right well, it could be a draw Barry says loads of goals we've got loads of time no, I've now. just got a feeling yeah, that yeah, there, could, I, I, there could yeah. be goals in this this could be right. like Normally, when you, you see it's a 1 0 or a 2 1 or whatever, yeah. but I, I'm thinking this could be both sets of teams yeah. in the way that they're set up. They're set up to attack. Mm. Yeah. I think it's got a Desmond at the moment. Has it? Yeah, 2 2, you yeah. reckon? And we know that Rangers can defend. I mean, last season, amazing. Celtic defence was so leaky. Celtic attach, attack with that intensity, but it does leave gaps at the back. I think everyone would agree, but there's going to be goals. Yeah. Mm. Paul Jones Mark? might come down because Barry's yeah. point. I think spot on. They're both attack-minded teams. Mm-hmm. The, the, that's the managerial preferences to attack. That's mm-hmm. where their strengths are. Middle to front. Let's be honest. Um, so therefore, it might come down to who's a better goalkeeper on the day. It could really come down to Hart v McGregor. Well, you've got two, to- mm-hmm. two top exactly. goalkeepers. Yeah. 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 Both. yeah, listen, yeah. Alan McGregor's just phenomenal. Yeah. You just get better wage. And and I said to you when when Celtic um, signed Joe Hart, mm-hmm. there was probably a lot of raised eyebrows we're no playing for the last few years um, been sitting on the bench at Tottenham and Burnley but they've signed a top goalkeeper and you hear I'm doing interviews you hear players talking about him he's a real character in the dressing room as well um, and that's what both are both are very similar Anton you like the look of the goalkeeper 75 England caps you heard it from Barry he couldn't get the game at Tottenham not much at Burnley either but he looks as though he is settling in and making a big difference well, you look at Fraser Foster, he, he was doing in Southampton, wasn't he getting a sniff, mm. came up, was outstanding for Celtic. But Joe Hart, it was just something that I read today, um, obviously, Alnwick, obviously the first half, he had yes, an absolute uh, nightmare. And then Joe Hart says, Joe Hart walks up to my half time and is like, just make a few saves, regroup. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just class, that's just a class person, that's just a nice person. So, see, as people see I, the different side, they only see the, the footballer on the pitch. People don't see mm-hmm. things like that, and that's that's the type. Like Joe, Joe's probably been through that mm-hmm. in his career. He's probably been yeah. like 
a barrage of goals and shots against them and uh, the St Martin goalkeeper didn't have a great day at the office no. but listen that's a, a nice touch that shows you what type of person Joe Hart is because he's a good goalkeeper Anik as well but he just it was an off day yeah, and that can happen yeah. yeah listen it's as I said we've the all human. been through tough times mm. in football we're only human um, but listen Joe Hart's a a top goalkeeper I hope he has a bad day at the office on <laughs> Sunday <laughs> <laughs> Anton you may be in Aberdeen but you'll not be happy that the Dons Hibs and Hearts are at the top of the table Glasgow in second yeah. position with Celtic and Rangers <laughs> it's not, do, you know, do you know something it isn't a bad thing yeah, folks, say Scottish, yeah. folks say Scottish football is a farmer's league and that but for me the more competitive is, it's, a better for, it's better for everybody playing all these teams in Europe is great I, 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 I think it's brilliant to be honest Absolutely, and we just wish that Hibs were still in there as well. But we've got St Johnson, we've got Aberdeen, Rangers and Celtic and we'll be there all the way this week. Cheers, Anton. Good call. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Chris. There's the message. Check your routes before you travel. <laughs> Get to the hairdresser. 0808 17 17 700. Right, the big one. Getting ready for... We've been waiting, well, for weeks for this, haven't we? It's the, uh, it's the decision. And it's tonight. Who's going to win Love Island? Oh. <laughs> Barry, is it on in uh, your household? Is the missus going to be watching? Yeah, Love my friend, Island? she she watches it. Um, I'll be honest with you. Yep. I'm glad that off air yep. we were talking about it. Never and seen both it. of you are in the same mindset as me. But Margaret will be watching. Don't watch yep. it. <laughs> and watching too. Is it on? In oh, I the, yep. the three girls will be yep. watching that. It's it's. No for me, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no for me, Paul. I'll never catch on. No. I've on. banned my kids from watching it. They're all yeah. in their thirties and fifties. Yeah. So he's banned his kids, yeah. but he watches it. <laughs> never seen it. Never will. Yeah, we're counting down. Six leaps to go to Rangers against Celtic. High uh, noon. We're on air. Just checking there from eleven thirty on Sunday until three. So you can speak to us on the way to the game. We'll give you the team news. Davey Proven will be here. Barry Ferguson, and then the game itself. Obviously, it's on Sky. But much as we love Ian. Crocker and Andy Walker or whatever then uh, tune in to Barry and Davey uh, was, as well I was yeah. watching uh, the Dundee and Hibs game yeah. and it was Boyd that was doing the, the, Indeed. Com- com- yeah. Com- yeah. Uh-huh. the commentary yeah. did you do okay? yeah he yeah, done yeah. well good. Boyd he was good um, he's uh, no I, th- I was really impressed with him uh, does his research yeah. doesn't he does yeah. his research Joe yeah. Henry's on saying all of you kidding we know you watch Love Island. No, we don't. But Joe's going to be here on Thursday evening uh, on the programme, so she'll be here tomorrow night. Rob McLean, Craig Moore, John Hartson. So, good top team up. tomorrow yeah, night yeah, as well. It is strong, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, a few battles. Yep. Oh, That'll be good, won't it? A few battles later. Big John didn't like it on Friday night when we said, you know, Kyogre, could he be uh, uh, Larson? He was like, don't be stupid, man, or whatever. I know that's not the accent, <laughs> but I know. I mean, he's like, so, but no, he was like, don't be silly, but uh, there was somebody. Uh, it gives that accent. No, I can't. Oh, I still want to continue. Um, so, so, but people were saying, could he one day be a Henrik Larson or whatever? Uh, Henrik yeah. Larson was. And, and a different level mm. Let, let's be honest with you Listen, Kyle goes thing. at a yep. great start there's yeah. no doubt he's brought a lot of energy to Celtic and he's 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 banging in the goals mm. and his performances have been top level yeah, no doubt about that but listen we're talking about Henrik Larson uh, and the, the, the other thing as well what makes Henrik at the moment a step up or a, a, 
a notch above yeah. most other strikers in the past 40, 50 years at Celtic is the longevity. Seven years mm. at yeah. Celtic. It wasn't just in for a year or two and away down the road. Course, you know, it was yeah. seven years, mm. I think. Nearly 250 goals. Yeah. Mm. See, when we played against um, Celtic, obviously mm. he was the he was the one that you had to keep quiet. Mm. Now, one thing about Hen- Henry Larson, and Big Oz, I'll, I'll tell you about this, Oz used to give him one. You mm. used to try and, listen, I know it's not right to say, but yeah. you used to try Aye. and put one Aye. on him. Aye. Aye. Yeah. You used to get straight back up. Never moaned. They not complain. Yeah, no. never complained mm-hmm. really, and that was something I always looked and I kind of respected that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because uh, you want somebody to nip back at you or, mm-hmm. or say something. You Take try and get. Yeah, yep. it's quite steely, wasn't it? Then he, yeah, he and he, he, he wasn't yep. the biggest. No, I know. In terms of height, yep. in terms of belt, mm-hmm. um, but listen, he, he could take a few bangs, but listen, on his game, you had to keep him quiet. You couldn't keep him quiet. He would win games on his own. Who would be the greatest Rangers player of the last 20 years, apart from Barry? Oh, and I'm tw- just looking at you, Mark, because to be century. fair, you would say Barry Ferguson, you would say Paul Gascoigne, Brian Loudrop. Well, they're going back. They're going back. back. more Paul, than that? Yeah, yeah she's uh-huh. going back since 1990. She's right. been to see yeah. 30 years. Um, so, the same yeah, time, I mean, it's got to be Gascoigne or Loudrop. Okay. Loudrop, yeah. Gascoigne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's been some... But you judge it as well by the boys who, who played with him as Barry's just mentioned Chris Boyd you, know, you, you speak to to Chris Boyd or anybody mm-hmm. like that at Kenny Miller and they'll say who's the best Rangers player you played with and they say by a distance Barry Ferguson Yeah. so that speaks for itself that's it. so, last, so this is not rehearsed that's, yeah it's Barry and, and, and in the, the last 20 years, years yeah, and again I'm talking about longevity yep, as well sure. con- contribution yep. if you want to look at Sexier, yep. if you like, you know, like transfer fees and coming in and foreign players. Mm. And for me, and, and Gascoigne was brilliant, mm. but if it looked the whole package, I, I loved Loudrop. I just thought sure. Loudrop was yeah. just that, just that wee bit special. It was a great, you know? great education as a young boy. I was lucky mm. enough at a young age at 16 to go and train with the first team, but mm. see, training with these guys now, some of, some of them are my heroes, yeah. like Ian Gerrance mm. and mm. Ali McCoy's. But see, when you've seen it, seen. They both players that Mark's just mentioned, Gascoigne and Loudrop, actual close-up, playing, training with them. They were on a different level. Was that the most elite of elite? Yeah, do, just some of the things yeah. that they would do with a ball, you'd be, wow, um, unbelievable. Two of them were, were, were fantastic. But I, I always yeah. go with a central midfielder because yeah, that's the position that's, I played yeah. in Paul Gascoigne. But Brian Loudrop was phenomenal, phenomenal as well. What an entertainer. Reagan's on the line. Reagan, good evening. Paul, how you doing? Right? Yeah, we're good, thanks. We want to ask you, who's your all-time favourite footballer that you saw? Uh, Nakamura. Nakamura, right, yeah. You're not just saying that because uh, Furuhashi is lighting up uh, grounds all over the country. No, Nakamura, yeah. What's your favourite moment of Nakamura? Would it be the Man United game? No, Paul, it's the... He scored a great goal against Rangers. I think Barry may be playing that day. This, a 25 yard strike oh for goodness sake we've got we've got him in good form today <laughs> 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 I'm going off air Regan of course yeah, he remembers he was, it he wasn't was, he you yeah. remember that strike I, again yeah. he's one of the players that come over you mm-hmm. didn't know too much yeah. about mm-hmm. but uh, as Regan says um, fantastic ability especially mm-hmm. set pieces a one day left foot mm-hmm. one day oh, left that's, foot that's a good way of putting it yeah Regan he's a special player but yeah. I, I always go back I mean he was a top player but see Maravchek mm-hmm. Maravchek was up yeah. there right. could you imagine if he'd been five years younger when he came yeah, he still did bring him for I, three years did, yeah. Yeah. What, what was the transfer fee 300 oh, grand 300 grand he came in at what age 32 33 yeah. which grand. then seemed pretty old nowadays people do pay, play longer um, but he, and he, they can he, 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 was a, he was 
Monafferty, it was probably a bit of a insulting at that point. We're, we're victims of Rangers were spending a lot of money because mm. that was the same season where Dick Advocate took over and brought in Van Bronckhorst and Newman mm. and Amato and Kinchelskis. Um, and remember the salaries it was Neto and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Celtic were short in a different market. But that said, when you look at what what um, what Doctor yep. Venglo signed for yes. all for all he didn't deliver any uh, any trophies. Um, three of his signings: Johan Mialbe, mm. <laughs> wow. Matt Viduka, and Lubo Manafci. Now success rate. Yeah, okay. There was a Vida Reset and that, and then as well, who was okay, decent at best. But you look at those three, the money that was spent, and then what they gave to Celtic mm. uh, over a over a period. Then Maravich was an outstanding piece. Yeah, of I, business. I remember the first time I came across him in an old firm game. Obviously, Maravich. Yeah, yep. he, he took a corner with his right foot. We obviously knocked it out for a corner on the opposite side. They went and took it with his left foot, and I'm standing <laughs> looking. He's, he must have some ability. This this boy, and he did. He, he was a. Yeah, he, he was some player. Yeah, yeah, he was a decent, decent, well, better than decent. Yeah. That, top was, that was great when you spoke to him earlier in the season. Well, last season when Doctor Joe passed away, and it was great mm. to have Maravjic here in Glasgow's Go yeah, Radio. He's another one about, that we talked about last. Yeah. Time. You could give him one, and he would. Maravjic, did he? Yeah, he just yeah. got up and got on with. At his age, you and in that kind, as I said, people oh, might yeah. think this is strange, but yeah. they would gain your respect. Yeah. Have you yeah. done that? Try to boot him a right few times. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean the. Um, when Matt O'Neill oh. took over, of course, Matt O'Neill inherited Lubo Marassi. So Lubo would be pushing 35 mm-hmm. by this point. In one of the pre season friendlies, I was on tour with, with Celtic. It was a game in East Germany. And uh, I mean, at the end, the you know, word was filtering about. No, this Marassi will no, will no do. Martin asked him to play at left wing back. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Martin was going to be a back three in Lubo. And I think Lubo just said in the whole. Oh. Excuse me, Gaffer, <laughs> if you want me to play this, no for me. And I think as well, there was doubt surrounding Johan Mialbi, who mm. was more of a centre midfield at oh. that point. And then Petrov as well, you look yep. at what he got and then look the way Martin and Neil turned them around. Mm. I suppose you can see a slight similarity with, with Postacoglu okay. just now, yeah. getting two or three players and just getting them back into shape and getting them um, oh, yeah, going, you know. You. Right, that'll be on the podcast. We might do an extra one because it's great to remember with Barry and Mark, some of these great players. Today, what do you think yourself... Uh, Reagan, what are you thinking? What's your question? Are you looking forward to the weekend? But Alish, well, Alish Kurt for Rangers, Alkmaar for Celtic. Oh, Paul, I think the game, the game on Thursday night is going to be a really, a really tough game. But looking ahead to Sunday, I just can't wait. It's the first time in a long time, I think, that Celtic have got a real chance. But it's like you, can, it's like, uh, you guys did on the Go for Roll show on Friday. I think the, the disappointing thing is, Paul, that we've not got... 8,000 fans to be there for Celtic yeah or even the 800 or 700 apparently the tickets were were printed I mean this should go right to the top of the clubs we do talk about kindness we talk about all the rest of it it should come from the top there should be opposition fans there there's no question I know you can say about Covid red zones and all the rest you could have sorted it out Rangers and then oh, Celtic for uh, January if you speak to yeah. any ex-old firm player or yeah. current player mm. ask them what they would want mm. And you agree with me, they should sort this out, shouldn't they? Yep. You, you would want yeah. the, the 40,000 or 42,000 Rangers fans and 8,000 mm. Celtic fans in the Brimland Road. And, and same at Celtic Park, when you walk out the tunnel, you turn right, you see the 8,000 uh, Rangers fans um, and the 52 or 53,000 Celtic yeah. fans. That That's the way that old firm games should be all about. The fans, the atmosphere, it mm. creates an unbelievable mm-hmm. uh, scene. Honestly, it's it's frightening. And Mark, you've been round the block. Shouldn't they sort this out? For 700 fans, we're not a big fan of just seven or 800 fans there. No. It's maybe not the safest thing anyway. Uh-huh. But it could have happened. It was going to happen. They should sort it. It's 
it, it, it doesn't make sense, well, does well, it? Well, first of all, it's just not fair. Yeah. Apart from anything else, to the, to the, no. whether it's seven or eight hundred or seven or eight thousand, yeah. it's absolutely not fair on visiting um, supporters. Mm. Um, and you know, I think Rangers started it two or three years ago to guarantee more season tickets. I think it was, and you could understand why. But again, you know, it, it just takes away from the old firm uh, occasion, um, Paul. And you know, I don't think relations are, are particularly strong. I would say I'd use that phrase in terms of between both clubs. So there's room. There's room for improvement, and you know there's nothing to stop them getting getting round the table. And because you, you know better than me, Paul, there's certain things that the clubs should work on together because yeah. it's beneficial to both sides for and various reasons. Did, yeah. yeah, and I don't, I, and I don't think it really happens as much now. But there's no reason why you know they can't get round the table and you know if you want to use the phrase kiss and make up, you know, and, and go and um, go on with it, you know. But a starting point would be yeah, let's get yeah. some supporters in from the visiting sides that that helps make the old firm game what it is and what it has been for, for, for mm. decades and decades great point Reagan. thanks very much for calling we'll speak to you soon Go Radio Football Show Monday night Paul Cooney Mark Guidi Barry Ferguson and Colin is on a Rangers fan from Belsell good evening Colin hi there uh, how are you doing good yourself yeah good thanks good you can ask Barry if you want. He doesn't really want to talk about Sunday just yet, but you've got a question, I think, um, about the, about the old firm game. I I know I know I'm jumping ahead of myself for missing out the European game um, on Thursday. I think I think that game will take care of itself, depending what Rangers team turn up late enough. Mm. Um, but no, a wee, a wee team that I think would be good for Sunday, Barry. I don't know what you think about this one yourself. I think um, obviously McGregor and goals. Then I think right back, I would go for Patterson, and I would go for uh, Goldson and Hellander mm-hmm. with Bassey at left back, and then midfield I would go with Aribo and Davis, and I would maybe go with possibly go with yeah no definitely actually go with Kamara. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm forgetting he, he's he's uh, fit and available, isn't he? Yes. He yep. Um, so the front three, I would maybe go with Tavernier. Try try. He's always says he wants to try further forward. So that'd be a way to fit Tavernier and Parson in at uh, the same team. And I would go with Morelos. And I would at the moment I would probably say Scott Wright instead of Ryan oh. Kent. Mm-hmm. Very I, would, different. I would say yep. with, with that with that team you've got energy, you've mm-hmm. got pace, and you've got defensive cover. Yep. Yeah, but listen, uh, I, think, yeah, I think you need that again, Celtic. The new kids, mm-hmm. the pace they move the ball at is frightening, mm-hmm. and I think you definitely you kind of get caught with yeah your fullbacks well up the park because Celtic will catch you out. Mm-hmm. Barry, look, I I can't disagree with it. I actually. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the manager, he's trying to do this in pre-season, try to fit a formation run about having Parson and, and Tavernier. I'll be honest with you, Colin. I can't see it happening. I can't. I see... can't myself, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I think I'd Tav... like to see that team, though. Yep. Yeah, listen, it's it's not a bad shout. I think the back um, the back four would be Tav, and I agree with you. With Hollander coming in with goals, then Bassey, the midfield three. I'm having that all day long. Davis, Kamara, and Aribo, and up top. Um, Morelos Kent and I would play Scott Wright so you would play Scott yeah. Wright yeah for sure I would. Yep. yeah I would I would go because 
in terms of as I said I think both teams will go and attack each other and I think that's Rangers' most dangerous team now I know Hadji's there and whatever but that's just me being honest I would I would I would throw Scott right in Colin you're believing out uh, Ryan Kent who started this season as probably at, the at, best player at the moment I, obviously I definitely have him on the bench yeah, but sure. at the moment he's, he's just lacking a bit of, I don't know lacking a bit of, I wouldn't say effort confidence maybe Conf- yeah he's just a bit off the boil but I, I think big yeah. big game players will turn up and it's a listen we all know it's the biggest game in, in Sunday and I think it's prime for Ryan Kent to turn up Mark's interesting, isn't it? Rangers yeah. been so consistent last year, yeah. especially against Celtic. Um, what about that lineup? I it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good shout lineup. I, yeah. I like Barry's shout about about Scott Ray. I, I, I would go for it. You know, the, the again, look, we don't know what's going to happen Thursday night, but taking it just now, I, I would go with Scott Wright as well. Um, but I would have Kent in the team, and I'd go so far as I know Kent was brilliant last season, and it has been. He's been a great signing for Rangers. I get that, and he'll eventually make them a lot of money in the transfer market but I'd go so far as to say and I don't know what's going to happen on Thursday night but on Sunday for this season alone he kind of owes his manager and his teammates mm. and his club one that's the way I'm and, looking and, at it on Sunday I think he, it's time for him to deliver they talk about being a big player and some people say he's worth 30 million quid that may be so well go and show it and he go normally do it does Sunday. doesn't he in the it's Celtic a great games him up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that'll be in his mind That that's listen I know you've been off it a wee bit now here's your place Big game, but biggest game in Scotland. Your rivals are coming to town. Go and perform the, the, the way that I know you can perform. Colin, what's your prediction for Sunday? Uh, I, I'll go with what Barry said earlier. I'll yeah. go with 2-2-2. Two, two, two. I, I, I think there's guaranteed goals in it and there's guaranteed two of them are going to be dodgy in defence. Okay, that was Mark that said that earlier. I'm but we'll usually get used to no, we'll it. We'll get it. We'll get it on Friday <laughs> for Sunday. Yeah. We'll wait and see what happens on Thursday I know, night. Listen, touch yeah. wood. Injuries could happen. Yeah, something sure. could happen. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Two tough games. Both of them I've got on Thursday. Obviously, Rangers have got that that um, long trip, but that shouldn't come into the the mindset. Colin, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Chris, for the travel back tomorrow morning with Crofty and Grado. Traffic and travel and just a, a brilliant show from whenever you wake up, six in the morning. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, loads of your calls coming in as well. After a weekend when, well, it started with Celtic winning 6-0 against St Mirren, Ange Postacoglu speaking about his players who are on fire. I mean, it wasn't just about who we were bringing in. We had to, you know, I knew there were some talented footballers here and, you know, it was just about sort of trying to get the best out of them, creating an environment where they, you know, they want to perform and they want to perform well, and you know, well, I keep saying we're still at the sort of embryonic stages of that, so we still got a lot of work to do. But the pleasing thing for me is that they've embraced what we're trying to do and embraced the environment. It's good to get the rewards for it. Celtic went on six points. Rangers started the day on three. That was 24 hours later at Ross County. A 4-2 win. Stephen Gerrard afterwards, a strong performance. I think it was a really strong away performance. I think a lot of our attack and play was quality. We could have scored more goals, so we're still fine-tuning going forward. I'd like us to be a little bit more ruthless. You know, I could see goal five and six there for sure if we really wanted it. I think we're still fine-tuning out of possession as well. The squad's still settling. after a busy summer with, with late arrivals and people coming back, people getting up to speed. Um, but I can feel it coming. Um, we're getting close to how we want it to look. On today's evidence, we're getting closer to where we need to be. And Barry, man of the match in some of the papers, was Alfredo Morelos. 
Yeah, again, an, another goal. That's what he's up there to score goals. Um, but I never seen the whole game, I'll be honest with you, Paul. Yep. I watched the highlights, but Stephen Davis again stood out. Joe Arable, mm. Mark mentioned goal of the, the weekend, yep. great finish, but he's a real driving force now. And having Glenn Kamara back in as well um, helps. But no, Morelos is there to score goals. It's another game under his belt. Um, he's got a big one he needs to go and perform on Thursday and make sure that Rangers get into the uh, Europa group stages on Saturday going back to that after the the same time as the Celtic game there was Livy and Motherwell 2-1 win for Motherwell and Graham Alexander and Motherwell needed that to get the points yeah it was a big, it was a big one for them and Graham Alexander and the players coming for a bit of stick the previous week Paul when they, they, they lost at Dundee um, in the Premier um, League Cup so um, yeah that was a big one and as I said, you know, no easy games in the SPFL Premiership, particularly away from home. So to go to Livy, and I think Livy were a goal up, weren't they? To, yeah, um, so, up, yeah. so to come back from, Forrest, from being yeah. a goal up, or a goal down rather, to get uh, to get two goals, then you know, credit to, to Motherwell for that. And Tony Watt and Liam Grimshaw. Yeah, he's first ever goal. Isn't that a great yeah, I think the players couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, 26 years of age, first goal, first <laughs> senior uh, career yeah. goal. Um, and he, listen, he enjoyed it. I seen the celebration. He was celebrating mm. for about five minutes after it. But that's a great yeah. win for Motherwell. I fancied Livingston. I, I watched obviously the, the, the highlights and you seen David Martindale. He was bitterly disappointed. After after the game, but a great three points for Mother. What about David and uh, Livingston scratching his head, just looking at the table, bottom of the table, no points after the first three games. Would yeah, you, you need you need to you need yeah. to get that first three points in the bag as as quickly as possible, and then you can build for there. Um, so that that will be a worry at the back of his mind. And assistant manager Marvin, uh, he'll be joining us during the week as well. He'll be on uh, the program. Did you see him with the clobber? Yeah, he was very. I see, uh, I see yeah. him a, a bit like uh, kind of retro eighties. That was yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Not having it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> says me. Yeah. Straight back to Slater. So yeah, he's the yeah. yeah the collar was outside the oh, no, no, the, no, the no, tin no, flute. Um, maybe <laughs> having a chat about his about his clobber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other games then. Uh, well, what about St Johnson beating? At home to Dundee United that was a classic a shock result for me I, I know um, Thursday night would have took a lot out of the St Johnson uh, players but I still just the way that St Johnson are set up and I became to, well, became used to St Johnson winning games and, and playing really well so that was a surprise result for me I'm sure Callum will be bitterly disappointed but I'd, I'd, I've got the teams actually here in front of me there was a couple mm. of players missing yeah. big mm. players uh, for for Callum, so that would have hurt him. But still, when you look at the team and you look at the, the guys that are on the bench, still get good players. St. Johnson, so he'll be disappointed in uh, not taking anything for the game. Mark, it's been quite a spell for them. Galatasaray the week yeah. before, you know, last the other day, it took its toll. Yeah, it probably did. You know, just uh, you know the, the players. You know, I think you know put a hell of a lot in the Thursday night in Austria. Then most of them asked to to go again, and maybe just the, the energy levels that we spark. Um, Missing Paul, but for, for for Thursday night without taking the eye off the mm. ball in terms of the league, and it's the same for Aberdeen on Thursday night. It's, it's three million pounds, you know, for Aberdeen yep. and St Johnson if they can get into the Europa Conference League, and that is a massive payday, you know. So for for St Johnson, you know, possibly the the biggest night in the club's uh, history on Thursday night against Lask. I, I thought the the manager's comments 
Philas, yeah. what, what, a, what a joke! That's ridiculous, wasn't it? The, the, no, it was a, that, that was a disgrace. Yep. Um, they're disgusting to play against. Yeah, Listen, you go there and you set up, yep. and you, you're hard to beat away from home in Europe. Mm. I know what it's like to play, but I thought the, the comments for the for the manager were were a disgrace. If I'm being honest with you, Tom Kurs has made a good start though. Most people didn't know him. Obviously, you know him, Barry, in the game. But it's quite a start for Dundee United. You know, Rangers two weeks ago and uh, winning the derby against St. Johnson. Yep. Yeah, that listen, um first big job. You need to win games as quickly as possible and and, and um as being a, a manager. And look that's a surprise result against mm. Rangers and again yesterday I fancy St Johnson to win it, so it's another great three points for him. So he's got off to a a real solid start as the, the manager of Dundee United. Matt, what did you think of the early kick-off yesterday? Dundee and Hibs ended up uh, 2-2. looked as though yeah. Hibs were going to snatch it or, well, see the game out, but Dundee came back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fancied Hibs strongly um, yesterday to win that game, Paul, but then I suppose you look at it, no Doidge, no mm. Nisbet, yep. you know, that that's, you know, goals taking out their team right away. A real Is bit Nisbet of on the move anywhere, do you think? Is he going to Celtic? Is I, he? I think there'll be, there'll, there'll be interest in him, Paul. You know, that's one that could go right to the last day a week tomorrow. I think I think we are in for a fascinating eight days in Scottish football between the four European ties and Thursday night we're then getting into the old firm game on Sunday and the transfer window closes 48 hours later I mean I just for sure the, the, the squads that Celtic and Rangers have just now they'll be different mm. come Wednesday morning or next week that's for sure I watched that game yesterday Martin Boyle uh, he was in fire yesterday yeah. uh, he, he was the, the, the difference um, every time he got the ball he was a threat mm. Um, and Jack Ross will be, he'll, he'll be disappointed um, getting that going that goal up 2-1 you want to try and see the game out but fair play to Dundee they fought and they got a, a good point in the end Decent start for James McPake speculation about a striker maybe going from Celtic I was talking obviously about Lee Griffiths uh, Ange Postacoglu was asked about that yesterday Not in those chatter circles so I'm not really sure what you're referring to um, as far as I'm concerned Lee's part of the squad he's working hard I mean there's we have uh, an expectation about how we um, how we train how we play he knows that everyone knows that everyone works hard whether you're a striker you're a defender a midfielder and um, he's trying his best to get into this side but we're doing well you reckon he is pound for pound one of the best strikers in the country Lee Griffiths yeah goal scorer uh, yeah, yep. uh-huh. yep. but listen it's clear Posta Coglu is saying there you need to work hard mm-hmm. to play in my team and you need to be you need to train at a certain level um, so he, he's saying that Lee Griffiths is training well we just need to wait and see but he's not he's not been involved the last couple of games maybe time for him to go and it could uh, well, restart Lee wants to play yeah. every footballer yeah, I'd be shocked if a footballer's happy to, to sit in the stand Oh, as a professional, you want to you want to try and play on a Saturday. That's what you train hard for. Mm-hmm. Where does he go? Mm-hmm. Where does he go though? If Hibs don't want him as part of it or whatever, we don't know if Kevin is, but it's coming. Where would he go? Well, you only go down the way, don't you? Yeah, I mean, if you leave the old firm at thirty, yeah, um, yeah, unless you go to England, or whatever there is. Yeah, anyway yeah, but real interest. Want to see what happens with, with Willie Griffiths? Probably there is. There's, there's no doubt. There's talent there. But you look at his attendance record, and by that I mean games played in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. You look at different things as as well that. Does a manager need that kind of thing potentially? Um, you know, does the does the negatives outweigh the positives with, with Lee Griffiths at the moment? I, I, you know, I don't know, but he's he's not somebody that you say, oh yeah, absolutely, we'll take him if Celtic are willing to, you know, give him away a loan deal and, and pay you know the bulk of his wages. You know, I, you don't know. It's, it's a, and it's a shame because he is such a good player, but um, I'm not sure where where, where he goes, Paul. We touched on the other game earlier, Hearts and Aberdeen 1-1, so they're joint top 
of the table. So, Barry, on that one for Aberdeen, how do you think they're going to do? They should be strong enough against Carabag. Full house at Pataudry. Thursday. Yeah, they, they should have enough to get through. Yeah. But that, that, that's a good point. I wait at Tencastle after a, yeah. a tough European game and, and Thursday night. Um, and like, I, no, I fancy I fancy all the four teams mm. to get through. Right. That would be terrific. So you're going. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there goes the next three questions. And I hope it happens because <laughs> it it's, it's great for the, the coefficient. Yeah. It's that great, is, of course. It's great. <laughs> you want to see teams get through yeah. in Europe. Um, you don't want to see us getting knocked out in the qualifiers. You want the teams to get through. So. I fancy the four teams to go through. There Mark, we go. Yeah, I'm going to throw that to you then. What do yeah, you think? But why, yeah. why not? Yeah, why, why not? Last let's, one, let's be one. positive. And they should have won. And I say yeah. that positively because they played yeah. so well. They did, yeah. yeah. Aberdeen, only one goal down, can do it. Celtic, a two goal lead. You would mm. say out the four, they're, they're the, the favourites out the four. Rangers should see it over the line for sure. Um, and Armenia. So yeah, why not? Why not? Of the four, what a, what a great lift that would be for Scottish football and for the clubs financially. As I said, every penny is welcome, Paul. In, under current circumstances, mm. so it'd be great. I mean, Mark just says he has three million pound for for St. Johnson. Um, that, that's a massive Huge, amount of money. Same yep. for Aberdeen, I guess. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think it. that's why you look at Aberdeen. You know, um, you know. I think the chairman Dave Cormack's probably made it clear that that's that's what he wants you know you look at um, resting a couple of players at the, the league, t- league Cup tie against Wraith Rovers which didn't work out but Aberdeen you can see they've prioritised the midweek European game and rightly so mm. we're talking about £3 million it's a hell of a lot of money back to in fact oh, it's radio. Go Radio came up there on the screen I thought we were on Sky there I thought that was a, 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 an advert for What's it going on here? Yeah, I don't know something came up on the screen uh, there with uh, Barry on it not quite sure but anyway we're looking forward to uh, tomorrow night it's going to be John Hartson we mentioned I, I, I know it just came up on the screen don't know what happened there and uh, for Rangers I was watching Sky Sports there <laughs> and then we have come up the screen here suddenly he's come up uh, Alish Kurt that is, uh, the journey more than anything else but they should be okay tonight West Ham against Leicester yeah. David Moyes Brendan Rodgers who's going to win oh I think that will be a win for West Ham 1-0 right are you going for West Ham who did so well last season and yeah. so did Leicester what a do you think team. tonight yeah. David Moyes we're speaking mm. about it off air I like watching West Ham um, good team good players I think they'll beat Leicester as well tonight you reckon yeah yep. and over the weekend there Man City Lukaku what a start Barry back at uh, Chelsea yeah, you, you've got yeah. to worry for Arsenal yeah your old team I, I, what I do you think Chelsea just ran over the top of them mm-hmm. too strong for them too quick for them too good for them mm-hmm. the, the Arsenal swagger the belief is gone no, isn't yeah, it bereft of confidence yeah, totally. are, yeah is there any way back for him for uh, the manager you, I know they're speculating he would be the first you one to go you don't like to see no, managers get the sack yeah. you, you yeah. don't um, but, but who, who would sort honestly who would go and sort it out a, a realistic Brendan manager that's available who'd go good shout Paul Brendan Rodgers yeah. that's a great shout I think it would be, wouldn't it? If he could go, because yeah. Leicester had been amazing, and he was so, you know, he was loyal. I know Celtic fans will go oh, loyalty, but you know, we now know more of the story that yeah. he had more ambition than the club seemed to, and yeah. the John McGinn and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, maybe Arsenal. Now, that was only a few months ago the Tottenham job was there for him, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I think now that you know he's won the FA Cup with them, he won mm-hmm. the Community Shield. Which, yeah, it could be Arsenal would be the yeah. next one, maybe. I don't know, but it That's could that be. Is good trick. But listen, it's all firm. Rangers Celtic this Sunday, six sleeps to go. Before that, <laughs> we've got uh, uh, Alish Kurt for Rangers.
Alkmaar for Celtic and we've got Lask for uh, St Johnson and Aberdeen with Carabag tomorrow night we'll be looking forward to those games Barry thanks a million look forward to seeing you later in the week yes. Mark too. we'll yep. see you then Joe Kilday is coming up next Rob's here tomorrow night live at 5 The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from 5 